the Faith Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Publix, and welcome back to the 10th Sunday after Pentecost for the week of August 1st, 2021, and I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to dig in this week's podcast, and I'm excited in a lot of ways just for this upcoming Sunday for a lot of reasons, one of which is a pastor that I have gotten to know here over the last few years is retiring, and this is her final Sunday, so shout out to Pastor Linnea Papke Larson, and as she's giving her final sermon here this upcoming Sunday, and that's just always something to be excited about. Just yes, it's a transition into another phase of their career, of where they're going, but also just the transition that we get to then hear and see how God continues to work with them as they leave the pulpit and go into more of leading their own lives and just continuing to be that example, but also the opportunity with churches like that to be able to have someone new step into that. So again, from someone who has been fairly close with Pastor Linnea over the last couple of years, congratulations on a work well done and a long career, and I wish you the best for where the road takes you next. But I also, I'm excited. I am recording in a new place. As I kind of mentioned briefly last week, there's been a lot going on. My wife and I moved into a new place. And so I am recording in a new location for myself. And it's kind of fun just to kind of think about how the podcast over the last three and three quarter years, how we've recorded in a couple different places. So that's kind of exciting. But yes, so I'm still going to be working out some different sound things. So if there's things that you're noticing or have any suggestions on, Tyler, could you make some adjustments here? Let me know and I'll see what I can do on that front. And before we jump into this week's text, we have to look back on last week's Twitter question, which was, are you willing to put in the work so that God can bless the work? A really personal question, but I think it's something that we really have to think about. Are we willing to put in the time, the work, the effort to till the garden, to be the servant, to be the person that God is calling us to be in order that God then can bless what we are doing, in order that then the blessings that God has for us or being able to foretell and being able to come to flourishing. I know for myself, as I've been doing this podcast, there's definitely difficult things about it. But there's also a lot of things that I've learned about myself. There's a lot of things I've learned that have helped me in my faith journey in a very different way than if I hadn't done this. So, I think there's times where we have to be willing and able to step out of that comfort zone, step into the unknown to challenge ourselves, whether it be moving into a next part of your career or moving into a different part of just your faith life. And I think that's kind of something that we are always considering and working on. And it's something that means that we have to think deep. And this week with the text that we have, again, continuing this Bread of Life Discord in John, We have to be willing and able to think deep and get beyond the surface level because that's what God is calling us to do. That's what Jesus reiterates to us multiple times that we're trying to dig beyond just that surface level. And I think that's one of the things that we need to be willing and able to do. So let's just jump into it. If you're following the Old Testament reading that's in continuous order, kind of going through a section, your text this week for the Old Testament will be 2 Samuel chapter 11, verses 26 to chapter 12, verses 13a. This picks up where we left off last week. 
that we get the word that Ariah is dead. David then calls essentially for Bathsheba, and it's kind of interesting in the, the NRSV, it doesn't even give her name, and bears a son. David has displeased the Lord. He sends Nathan. We get this parable then of a rich man, poor man, where the rich man has a lot of flocks. The poor man only has one sheep and just cares and tends for it. The rich man invites someone over instead of taking from his own, takes that one poor lamb. This upsets David profusely and says that this man shouldn't live. There's no pity. And then Nathan informs him, this is what you did. That's exactly what you just did. And David then kind of falls at the end of this, falls to his knees and I have sinned against the Lord. The one thing I will say that I also kind of was brought up in Working Preacher and I'd have to recommend also thinking about is there isn't any part of this that gives Bathsheba's side of the story of this. And it's just kind of unfortunate that we don't have that side of the story, that we get David and seeing that he's resentful of what he's done, but it's kind of too bad we don't hear Bathsheba's side of the story. And the psalm that goes with that is the psalm that's often accredited to David right after this event, Psalm 51 verses 1 to 12. And it's this lament, absolute lament of God cleanse me, God look at me, I am a sinner and figure out some way to create in me a clean heart and renew my right spirit and cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation that will sustain me a willing spirit coming from verses 10 through 12. This idea that, again, I have done all these things and I am not worthy of all the things that you provide me, but yet you still continue to work with me as I recognize the things where I fall apart. The other Old Testament reading that's a possibility is Exodus chapter 16, verses 2 to 4 and 9 through 15. So now we are in the Exodus. We have Moses and Aaron leading the people out of Egypt. They are hungry. They are saying, you know, why did you lead us out here if we were just going to die of hunger? God then kind of comes to Moses and Aaron and lets them know to let the company of people come and know that at night, at twilight, they shall have meat, which ends up being quail. In the morning, they will have their fill of bread, which is manna, which translates to what is this? Because they had never seen this and it was like dew across the ground this white flaky substance. So again, and it gets into a little bit further, making sure that they are picking up just what they need, otherwise it will spoil. So again, people questioning and forgetting how God had gotten them out of Egypt and all the trials and tribulations that had gone on in Egypt. And now they're, oh, God is not with us. And God continuing to remind them, yes, I'm still with you. And yes, I will continue to provide for you. The psalm then that goes with that is Psalm 78 verses 23 to 29. This is kind of a psalm that kind of continues along that theme and kind of reminding of what was all done, that the skies opened up and that you have manna to eat and that God continues to provide. And for not only us, but just for the earth around us, and yet what we are needing and what we are craving, we will be filled with. 
The second reading is from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 to 16. This, again, continues that letter to the Ephesians that Paul wrote. And again, it's about creating that right spirit so that God continues to work with us in the gifts that he has given us. And that in doing that, that we then can become the body of Christ that God is calling us into and the, the body of which God wants us to be. But it's also then recognizing that we have to have this right spirit within God, that it's God working through us and that we have to be living in such a way so that these gifts can be presented. Thus, we have to be in a place to be able to recognize when God is coming into what we're doing into our ministry. The gospel text this week is out of John chapter 6, verses 24 to 35. Picking up again where we left off last week, the crowds now gather around Jesus as he is now in Capernaum on the other side, and they had heard about what he had done. They're looking for bread. Jesus says in verse 26, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of loaves. Essentially, because you ate enough bread. And continues in verse 27, Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, for which the Son of Man will give you, for it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. And he continues talking about here how God has continued to provide, but I'm trying, there is something deeper here. There is more, this bread of heaven that fulfills forever. And then the common line here coming from verse 35, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. God trying to show this thing that is constantly providing for us something much deeper than what we initially expect. This thing that doesn't just sustain for a period of time, something that sustains for more than a lifetime. So, that is the beginning and continuing on this gospel that we are having. But before we jump into how faith and science come together this week, we have to do our shameless plug. Whoa! Working Preacher, if you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it. Between their Sermon Brainwaves podcast, their commentaries, their discussions, since I'm not an ordained minister, I use them on a weekly basis and I've already referenced them in this podcast. It's a great resource if you're not checking them out, having so many different biblical scholars between their podcasts and their commentaries, I'd highly recommend them. But I'd also recommend checking out the Revised Common Lectionary coming from Vanderbilt.edu, the beautiful art selections that be able to tie into these different texts, along with I really enjoy being able to have all the readings in one place just well organized. If you haven't checked out the Revised Common Lectionary coming from Vanderbilt.edu or workingpreacher.org, I'd highly recommend both of these resources. Jesus is reminding us to not get caught up with what we see in the moment and look at what something can provide for the long term. Looking at something that's much bigger than ourselves. Looking at something that is overlooked. Jesus is talking about people are coming to him because he provided food and they're hungry and Okay, it's my time to eat. It's another day. Why don't you give us something to eat? And he's talking about, I'm trying to give you something that sustains you for a lifetime more than just today. I'm trying to give you something that's going to last for a lifetime. In the world in which we're in, in this 21st century, one of the things that I notice is how much we overlook things. 
as the tempo and how technology has made it so that we can communicate faster than we ever have in humankind. And just being able to touch base, we feel like we have to run faster and faster and faster, thus getting to the point where we overlook things all the time. But there is the old adage, make sure to stop and smell the roses. And I think there's a reason for that. Because I think in doing that, we recognize the blessing of what that rose or that plant is. It's so easy for us to overlook it. It's so easy, especially for me coming from the northern hemisphere in Minnesota. Our summers are fleeting. They come quick and they go quick. And so if you don't stop and smell the roses and appreciate what's going on around you, it is quickly gone as fast as it came. I think that's where we are at in a lot of ways, and I'm going to say it's something that we really should be thinking about with just plants in general. How often we take for granted plants. So let me talk about it. First and foremost, plants are something that we eat all the time, and a lot of other things that we don't think of as plants, per se, like animals, depend on plants to eat, right? And one of the things that when we actually study energy transfer, the most efficient way of eating is technically eating a plant-based diet because you're getting a higher transmission of energy. Every time it goes through another level, you lose 90% of that energy just in digestion and different things where take an animal, for instance, eating that plant and making it and bulking it up into muscle, you lose so much compared to just eating the plant source. But when you think about that, it's what nourishes not only our bodies with eating the nutrients that come from plants and the vitamins that are within that also, but also when we're going for an animal or something of that nature, that it's using that to live. There's the simple fact of air being a constant where it's helping to complete that cycle of helping to take our carbon dioxide and convert it back into oxygen so that we can continue this cycle that we need for us to be able to survive. Being able to breathe in and exhale, needing that cycle to be able to just have life in general. We need something to be able to convert our carbon dioxide into oxygen, and it's so important. And thereby, it's also important for water. Plants have a major role in actually the water cycle by able to absorb it for their plant growth, but also their leaves, depending on temperature and abundance of water, being able to release water back into the atmosphere. And so thus controlling weather and climate at a certain level. And that's one of the things on why we're having so many different forest fires in a lot of areas is because of the temperature increase, the water evaporation is higher, thus drying out the higher part of the tree, making it so that it's more like a matchstick waiting to burn. So it's This whole thing is all connected that way together, but it also affects like erosion. When you think about water and when we do get these major surpluses of water, if we don't have plant life like trees or even grass to some extent to be able to help hold the soil together in place, it makes it so it's harder for that soil to wash away and to be able to hold the ground together. 
there's a lot of medicine that has been either inspired or uses plants. So like your typical aspirin is designed after plants and using that initial to be able to then manufacture the chemical compounds that are being able to be used for that. So this idea, again, of the plants providing for us, providing just the basics to be able to keep ourselves healthy, but also it gets back into like that food conversation of the different natural things that are able to help us in that process of even being able to digest and to grow. Aspirin being from the bark of willows that helps us with being able to have some of that anti-inflammatory or having mint leaves to help with throat lozenges, muscle creams, nasal medicine from the mentha that is contained within the leaves. So this process within that. One of the other things that's quickly being studied is the importance of plants in just our day-to-day lives and how much there are multiple studies and I'll attach them down below talking about how indoor plants have benefits to our own health just physically again like we've talked about cleaner air but also for well-being and comfort and that it helps us feel calmer to reduce our stress to be able to help with the different stresses of our day-to-day life, thus increasing essentially a wellness check on ourselves that we're able to have just plants around our lives. We think about even just continuing that with habitat and clothing. So most houses have some type of plant structure, whether it be wood to help construct the walls and the structure of your house to we're even experimenting with fungus to be able to use in bricks and to make some different types of almost like a concrete like substances using plant life and how that's used but even transitioning into our clothing cotton being just a natural byproduct of a plant and being able to spin that down to be able to make clothing it's an important part and as we've also mentioned here climate and weather that it also helps control the amount of carbon dioxide and methane that's in the community and in the global community and being able to absorb that down and bring that to hopefully more manageable levels as we incorporate them but this is where i think back to that adage like i stated earlier make sure to stop and smell the roses How often do we just get caught up with the beauty of plants or we get caught up with just the food production of plants or we get caught up with certain parts of it and don't think about the whole process of what that plant is actually doing. Especially now if we think about over the last year and a half more and more people grocery shopping online and essentially having someone else pick out the food to be able to bring it to your house and just have a quick pickup. We are separating ourselves more and more from the actual plants themselves and recognizing the amount of plants that it takes just to sustain us. The different beauty in holding our own vegetables, holding our own fruits, and recognizing how much the earth is continuing to provide for us. Not just in beauty, but also in sustenance to provide food for us, but then even going further to clothing and these other parts of our life. As we are continuing this bread of life discord, 
I think we have to be considering and thinking about how there are so many things that are around us that we can quickly think about this is what I need and why I need it right now. But we don't necessarily think about the long-term effects or the long-term potential benefits from that. And I think that's where we get into like the Ephesians reading is being thoughtful and considerate and thinking deeper about what are the gifts that we bring to the table and then making sure that we continue to work with those to be able to see what the long-term effects of the blessings that we have been given are. Jesus is trying to say, I'm trying not to feed you for a day. I'm trying to feed you for a lifetime. It's the old adage of give a fish to a person and you feed them for a day, teach them the fish and you fed them for a lifetime. Jesus is trying to say, I have given you what you need to be fed for a lifetime, but you need to recognize it. You need to recognize that God is trying to continue to bless you. You have to recognize that there is God is trying to provide for you, but you need to recognize it and that God is actively working on that. When you think about a carrot, for instance, we think probably about just the root, the tap root that it is, to eat. We don't think about the green on the top that help provide oxygen for us, that help provide water transfer for us, that helped with help with erosion for us, the air that it helped generate for us, the vitamins and minerals that we probably aren't constantly thinking about, the if you were gardening in your garden to get that, how it could have helped relax us and be a de-stressor for us. We aren't thinking about all those things. But yet that's what it is doing if given the opportunity. How often we are overlooking because we are trying to move so quickly, we're overlooking the benefits of these different things. And yet, how many of us would talk about we enjoy taking nature walks? We enjoy getting away from people and taking a walk and just absorbing in nature itself. You see, there's a lot of things that it's trying, plants and God is trying to provide for us in if we take the time to actually recognize them. We have to be able to take the time to recognize the benefits and the beauty of what is being done. Take a moment and evaluate and think about how much that plants impact your life. From the clothes you're probably wearing to the air that you are breathing. You cannot survive without them. And yet, we take them for granted all the time. Is this not what Jesus is trying to talk about? David was supposed to be, as we brought up last week, David was supposed to be out in battle. He says, no, I'm not going to do that. David has been given the kingdom. And it talks about that this week. Nathan talks about how, okay, you were given king. We anointed you king. We gave you the kingdom. We gave you all these wives. And yet you still went and looked for something else. And he killed, you know, all these things where David had been set up for a beautiful situation and it completely ignores it. The exodus, the Israelites have been left Egypt after being treated terribly and working literally as slaves and how they were provided for to get through and away and how they've been continued to be provided for as they go through the desert and yet how fast they forget. And the thing is, it's our human nature too. How fast we forget the blessings of what God is doing for us. When are we going to recognize the beauty of what God has provided to us? as a globe, as a world, but even something as simple as a plant. This doesn't even get into the deep biology that we should probably get into some point of like how our stomach acid works and yet it could dissolve us, but yet it's contained in our bodies. 
crazy stuff. Being able to think about just the complexity of our bodies, the complexity of the world around us. And yet there's so many benefits because of the diversity of what we have. The diversity of plant life and the diversity of vitamins and nutrients that they provide, the abundance of different things that they are able to then help us with, not even getting deep into medicines to be able to help us and face the different ailments that we face. Let us not soon forget. Let us not just get into this idea of plants are pretty or plants are something I eat or plants are just there to turn the carbon dioxide into oxygen. Let's not put these plants in the boxes. Let's start recognizing how much impact that they do on our lives and how it continues to help sustain us just like the word should continue to sustain us as we deepen that relationship with God. That is what Jesus is getting at, to deepen that relationship that we continue to be sustained. So my question, my Twitter question for you this week is, what are you going to stop and appreciate this week that you usually don't stop and appreciate? What are you going to stop and appreciate this week that you usually don't stop and appreciate? Take a stroll, look and appreciate and try getting out of the human element. Get outside of just what we know as humans and call up your mom or call up your dad or your brother or your sister. Get beyond the humankind. Things that we don't spend enough time appreciating. Because I think a lot of times we overlook those things and I think that's at times what God is trying to say, Hello, I'm provided. I want you just to recognize I care about you. I think that's where we're at as a world is Where are we going to take the time to recognize so we don't make the mistakes like David did? As we can argue right now, there's a lot of ways that we are doing that with our own world. And I think at times we need to be able to slow down and stop and just appreciate where we're at and the gifts and beauty that that causes. Especially being in a first world nation, I think one final thought we can think about is how often when we see pictures of third world nations that have a lot less than most of us have, they're happier. Because I think they understand and are seeing the gifts and blessings that are around them. And if we can't stop and smell the roses and appreciate the roses, what are we actually doing? So, we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.